Well, 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 here we are. Here we are. Built by Bailey's podcast coming back to you. Hello, Evan. How are you, hey. sir? Hey, now how that is, we got the how is your morning set up. Yes. Uh, it feels like it's off to a rocky start, <laughs> but you know, whatever. I woke up, so we're, we're good, my man. <laughs> good, man. Good to see you. Yeah. Glad we're back in. I'm back in my studio. Look, it's finished. Finally. I know. I see that. Finally. It's lovely. Oh my gosh. Lovely. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm sure you are too for another episode of the Built by Bailey's podcast. Um, our next guest is somebody that I've known for a very long time. And uh, we've been talking about getting Matt, Dr. Matt, on the podcast for a while. But how does he fit into the Built by Bailey's scheme? Um, and he, we certainly... He, he literally builds us. He Like yes. me. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. He builds up my immunity. He builds up my health. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna bring him in in a minute and introduce him. You guys are gonna get get to meet Doctor Matt. Um, he is a a brilliant doctor, um, and you're gonna find out what he does in just a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors once again, Confluence SBC. We appreciate you guys. Confluence SBC is a co working space in Lafayette, Colorado. They have desks you can rent, you can get memberships, they have office space for lease. It's a phenomenal building. It's where we started our podcast. Uh, we love Tom Hardy and the crew over there. Go to confluencesbc.com and check them out. They have space available. I also want to say thank you again to Brian Scott. There's my banner, Brian. I know you're watching. Uh, he is a phenomenal graphic artist. He does all kinds of cool stuff all across the Front Range and in the mountains. Uh, he's well known for all kinds of logos and wraps on vehicles. Uh, he's worked with many big companies, including Copper Mountain. He pumps out stickers like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Brian Scott's a good dude, and he's a really good mountain biker. So uh, go check him out on Instagram as well. That's going to pop up here on the video. And with that being said, Dr. Matt Reddy, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having oh, me. Yeah. I'm doing great. What's up, buddy? You know, in the Evan, spirit hey. of having you on this morning, yeah. um, Sadie's been making me drink these. Like, <laughs> I, I can't think of what it is. Uh -huh. It's basically like if you took every healthy plant and put it in uh, a mortar yeah. and just into a powder uh -huh. and then put, and you drink it. And it's like drinking your backyard. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, but, Lovely. Yeah. yeah. But every day I'm trying to drink these things and uh, it doesn't mix well. Ah, uh, yeah. Probably just, yeah. Probably just eat the plants instead of trying to drink them, <laughs> but whatever. But yeah. Some of those products can be like that for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like remember when they used to do the wheatgrass at like yeah. the Jamba Juice or something? It, 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 it's a little bit like that. But. Right. Right. They didn't yeah. try to make it taste good. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. But you're here, buddy. I am. So you have been a hot topic to my outer circle. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Because so everyone listening, you know, I got COVID and I ended up getting COVID bad. Right. Um, lasted for about a month. I think I'm still dealing with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just haven't quite felt right for weeks after now. Uh, and 
everyone checking on me would always ask me, you know, what am I doing and all this stuff. And I would say, well, Dr. Reddy gave me a bunch of horrible stuff to put in my mouth. Um, Uh, but I, I think (laughs) I got better. I got better. Um, and, uh, I brought you up a lot to people and, you know, I even texted you once where like two people that were in the Dallas area were like, does he, does he work with people, uh, in Texas and, um, yeah. And I said, I don't, I don't think so, but I said, it is 2021 and maybe there's some zoom opportunities or whatever, and he can help you. But why don't you tell everybody what you do? Yeah. So that way they know what, what, right. the, what the hubbub is about. Um, yeah, well, I am a naturopathic doctor. Um, so my training is originally in, uh, my undergrad is in biology. Um, and then I, went to naturopathic medical school for four years after that. Um, and so as a naturopathic doctor, for those of you who don't know, I mean, it's basically a, a system of medicine. It's actually been around for, um, over 120 years in this country. Um, there's a lot of things that happened at the turn of the century of last century in 1900, um, that kind of really shut down a lot of other forms of medicine or really, you know, made them less available to people. And that's kind of what we're seeing today, but, um, naturopathic medicine survived and, you know, it's really about treating the whole person. It's really about not masking symptoms with drugs. Um, it's really about understanding the physiology of the body and supporting it. There's a lot of nutrition, um, a lot of lifestyle basic stuff, um, to help people really connect back to their body's ability to heal, um, and not let, uh, you know, not, um, have to rely on, you know, just on, just on pharmaceuticals, um, if, if necessary, you know, which, and I've been doing it for 19 years now, which is crazy, but, um, I went fast. I went real fast. I know. (laughs) So, yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is really fascinating this whole year is just been trying to understand what's happening with this, the different aspects of, of, of this pandemic and, and, you know, everything from the physiology to the immune system to, um, you know, treatments and, and support and prevention. I mean, goodness, I mean, I've just been banging the drum about prevention the entire year, really. But, you know, when people are, you know, dealing with illness in general. I mean, there's lots of basic things that can be done. And I think we really got pretty clear, uh, at least in the naturopathic community, um, how to support people to recover and to get, you know, to get back on their feet. You know, it's not a perfect system. We're still learning. Everybody's trying to understand what's happening still. But, you know, I think uh, there are things to be done. And, I, you know, one of the last thing I'll say about it is I just feel like there's so unfortunately people are just not given all, a lot of options. Um, and I think that's really a shame, um, because there are options and people can, uh, you, you don't have to just suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. no, totally. So, you know, I, what I find so fascinating about it, and Shane and I have brought this up on the podcast and several different places, just talking about, you know, how the universe is about balance and, you know, um, scientifically that seems to prove itself out pretty easily. Um, you know, we've used the example of even down to like the evolutionary kind of component of, 
you know, how things are balanced where the, you know, the rabbit uh, has to get faster to avoid the fox and the fox has to get smarter to catch the rabbit. And it just goes on and on and on. Um, and that with modern medicine and the way I look at it is that we've kind of gotten away from this. You can kind of behave how you want to, and then there'll be medicine there to fix it. You know, right. um, I can, mm. I can eat what I want and then go get some cold scope uh, sculpting, you know what I mean? Whatever that, yeah. whatever that is. Right. Or, you know, I can do, I can eat this way and then I'll take a cholesterol pill instead of, mm-hmm. so it's kind of us messing with the, with the balance of things. And mo- as great as modern medicine can be, it creates the wrong, almost like mindset on health. And I right. think when you look at naturopathic medicine and, you know, from like a layman's side, to me, that's really what it is. It's kind of like, hey, man, you're so out of balance yeah. that what we need to do is kind of, you know, create this new epicenter, this new mindset on health mm-hmm. where before you get there, before there's Western medicine that's needed, um, you can kind of recalibrate your health right. and, uh, and, and look at what's causing unhealthy symptoms and get out in front of it. And would you say that's kind of accurate? Is that kind of yeah? I think so. Like a layman's term, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, that's. I think that's a great summary. I mean, I think when we're looking at when we go back and look kind of at the the history of naturopathic medicine and some of the old docs that practiced it. I mean, it had it had its origin really in the time of like tuberculosis and Mm. a lot of real infectious diseases like you know, really actually a lot of it was just diseases of like poor sanitation and just Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that. And, and so people were just living differently, right? Like they were living more in cities and in, and in close communities, you know, together before they didn't live like that, right? They would live with on the land and lots of space. And, and so you start to see these diseases arise. And so the, you know, the, the wisdom in the old, in the old medicine, and this isn't just naturopathic medicine. I mean, this was in all the medicines of the time, you know, the all across the world, really, where, you know, recognizing the importance of connection to nature, of getting people into, you know, eating, you know, good food and, and, you know, uh, fresh food and getting fresh air, clean air, um, fresh water, clean water, right? Like simple, basic things that, you know, the body needs. And so, you know, that's really how people got better during that time um, was because they got them, you know, into nature essentially. And so when you're looking at today, I think we can totally see where people have just missed the connection back into nature Mm. And you, you almost feel like you're like all woo woo about it, you know, when you think, (laughs) but it's like, what are you talking about? You know, we see, and this is, there's, you know, there's actually a really great, um, doctor named Zach Bush. If anyone, you should definitely check out Dr. Zach Bush, uh, his work, but he talks about this all the time where, you know, we've had this idea of we're separate from nature and we've done everything we can to, uh, kind of isolate ourselves from nature. Yeah. And um, the reality is that hum- humans as are, are just as part of nature as a tree and as a wolf and as a fox and a rabbit and, a, uh, you know, all of this stuff, but we've just figured out ways to completely mess with it and separate ourselves from it. And We're so- just smart enough to yeah. get ourselves in trouble. You know what I mean? Like we've, that's what we've done. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like the guy that's like, oh, I used to do this and that. And I, he's just smart enough yeah. to get himself in trouble. And you're right. We've that disconnect has happened because we are able to create things that make things supposedly easier. And a lot of stuff has become mm-hmm. easier. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, we've forgotten the things that are making life easier in certain ways have also created more problems created along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one area that's kind of people may not think about, but it's in like the uh, idea of just how the rivers flow through the world. And for many, many years, I mean, if you can think like even like in Egypt with the Nile river, I mean, everyone know, might know about that huge river in Egypt, right? Where mm-hmm. they, um, every year it would flood at a particular time. And when that flooding would recede, what do you have left is extremely fertile land. Yeah. And so you start having this place where people can grow food and really rich, dense food, uh, for the for population. Right. And so then, you know, but what happens when you change a river, dam a river, um, you know, alter its flow, stop the flooding. I mean, what if somebody's living on that flooding area, right? They, their house, you know, floods, we can't have that. So we, we alter it. And again, I'm not saying it's bad or good necessarily. I just, you know, I'm pointing out that, you know, that's a shift in somewhat of our relationship to nature instead of understanding, Hey, probably shouldn't build a house here. It's going to flood. Right. Um, and this is where I'm going to uh, grow my food later. Mm-hmm. Um, instead we've, you know, we've dammed it. We've created, you know, f- other routes for the river. And that's just one example. I think there's lots of other nat- examples in nature that we could look at. Um, and that's relevant because the food changes, right? So if you, if, yep. you, if you've, if you don't have this, you know, beautifully flooded, dense nutrient rich soil that to grow food in now you've got food that has less nutrients in it and then you have animals that are eating that food that are not as healthy then you have people that are eating the animals Mm -hmm. and the plants that maybe aren't getting the same nutrients that they would have a hundred years ago 200 years ago a million years ago um wait we we, wait wait wait, whatever the point is the world's been around a million years you yeah, know what's funny you know, is, is it's it's oh people have missed that concept too. Like yeah. how long this planet yeah has been around has been around. <laughs> and Evan and I have had discussions with my brother about like the vast unknown of the universe and yeah. and how that all works. And if you really think about what's going on and the fact that it's been here forever, and we don't have a concept of forever, but all of these things that are, you know, we, we we're fighting this and we're dealing with that and we've mm-hmm. created problems. Mother nature's just like, yo, you guys are like new to this whole game. You know, it's, right. you know, you, you need to figure it out because everything's been here for hundreds of millions of years. And right. now you're just dealing with it. Right. You're just adapting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know what we, I find? Yeah. You know what I find interesting about this is, and I don't, this might be to some listeners, I don't know upsetting or controversial so just for anyone that we're just talking first time you've ever said something controversial (laughs) right (laughs) is you wonder like where where did this start where did the problem start Mm -hmm. right where where did all of a sudden we you know decided to dam up rivers and when did we like move from being an animal to a human kind of thing like into the modern human right and you know because it seems so simple Right. It's kind of like the argument with, let's say, cannabis for something where you say, well, cannabis has no value. Well, then a banana has a value, you know, Mm -hmm. and that comes from Mother Nature. And why does it taste good? 
Why do we want to eat it? You know, why, why doesn't it taste like dirt when we eat it, you know, and why is it full of nutrients, you know? Um, and if you can wrap your brain around eating a banana and the banana can give you something back, well then wouldn't another plant with cannabis is a plant. It's just like, you don't have to be okay with cannabis, but don't tell me that it has no value, right? right? That it yeah. potentially has value as you can see value representing itself everywhere um, in, in nature. But I wonder if where this really started to happen is where like with this introduction into religion, potentially, where we all of a sudden said, well, we're not animals, we're humans, right? And we are made in the image of God. And to me, that's like the first separation that happened from where we removed ourselves from nature. And we mm -hmm. all of a sudden identified ourselves as a you know, a, a literally the representation of a creator and there's us and then everything that was created for us instead right. of yeah. like, to me, that was like the first maybe historical point where we started this identification as something other than nature. And, and, and it was our right to be able to alter it around us, which I always found the irony in that like there's yeah. a great louis, mm -hmm. louis k um skit where he thought if god came back down to earth <laughs> now he'd be like what the fuck have you done the yeah. polar bears are brown you know, like I'm mad. what did you do you know yeah. he's like you know and he goes through this great skit he's just like no you put the food in the ground i made it so simple for you <laughs> it'll rain on it and it just grows and you eat it what you're making you this done? so difficult <laughs> yeah, now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah so I, I think it's a good wonder, point like where it starts yeah. yeah i mean that's a good point i i mean i i i think it does have to do with that sort of idea that it's everything's here for us and that we're this kind of just do whatever you know whatever we want and you know, when you do that, you start to see issues arise. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if dolphins are as smart as us, then what happens when they all of a sudden, like, if there's, I've, I've listened, listen, listen. I've, I have thought about these things in private. And now for the first time, I'm putting them in a recorded area. If dolphins were as smart as us, right? If they are you know, what is the difference between them not building cities in the ocean, right? What, what happened there? You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, if they have the same intellectual capabilities we do, or elephants, or if they're really, really damn close, why aren't they taking over the ocean in the same way that we, as the land-faring dolphin, right? What we've done versus what they've done. And I think it's just the dolphin is still understanding that they are a part of a delicate balance mm -hmm. and ecosystem, right? And that, that whatever little switch that was has not, has not happened, right? And yeah. it's happened with us and we have lost this connection to, to, uh, to our health and to nature and our connection with it. And we just seem to blow past the, oh yeah, bananas, are, they're great, they're yummy, we eat them, and it's just like, okay, well, all right, well, what about, you know, I'm not trying to make this like about drugs, by the way, um, <laughs> right. but like, what, why is cannabis bad, but alcohol is okay, or why is psilocybin and magic mushrooms not helpful? There's no potential, I'm not saying there is or not, but maybe we shouldn't just immediately say there's no benefit, it's, it grows from the earth, and there's a lot of things that grow from the earth that we widely accept as being healthy. 
mm-hmm. um, that have benefit in somewhere that that disconnect happened. I, I don't know. I think it probably probably happened with the you know this formation of religion. It was the first point historically that I can wrap my brain around where we all of a sudden disconnected and said, well, we're not a part of that. Um, I mean, there's still some people out there that don't think we 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 came from monkeys. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah. Like, there's plenty yeah. of people out there that have different concepts yeah. of how this all came yeah. to be. Um, yeah. And that's that's I don't know how to how to explain that because you yeah. know people are like, well, that science is an opinion, and I'm like, okay, I mean, that's your opinion that science is <laughs> opinion is an opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just looking at what's happened. You know that we you know as a human being put things on paper and researched and discovered. And that's part of probably why we've separated ourselves too, is because we have the ability. And I think a lot of it's ego, the human being has ego. And we also have these, we've developed these things, you mm-hmm. know, thumbs and middle fingers to science, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, well, we can do whatever we want because now we can actually document it. And there's no other being out here that's documenting what's happening on this planet. Mm-hmm. Therefore we're going to dictate what's going on. I don't know, Matt. Why don't Why don't you think, Matt, Doctor Matt, that um, that naturopathic medicine is? I don't say it's not more. I don't want to say it's not widely accepted, but you know what I mean. Why is Why are we still so dependent on, I guess, traditional Western, Western. medicine? Yeah. Well, it's actually a pretty interesting conversation around that. I mean, there's lots of lots of reasons. Um, you know, we've created a system in the last a hundred years. Um, I mean, if if people really want to learn about this, I mean, there's some fascinating history around what we call medicine, which has really only been around for about a hundred years. Yeah. Um, and up until that point, there was a lot of things happening, um, in all kinds of different forms. Some of it was a little sketchy, but some of it, you know, was very helpful. Um, and we, there was a, a big push in this sort of idea of what they call evidence-based medicine and, and science and um, chemistry, biochemistry, biochemical, physiologic kind of understanding, which um, was really great, right? Like, I think it's really fascinating. I mean, I, I love diving deep into the, the weeds on some of the, uh, the pathways. And I mean, I could talk, I could talk your ear off about you know, physiologic pathways and biochemical pathways and cellular transport and, and different things. But, um, we became almost like a machine, the human body almost became like a machine Mm -hmm. and that machine, you know, we started to understand it in a way that was very mechanistic and very, uh, almost like a mechanic Mm -hmm. would look at a car. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you have a concept, kind of like that, when that becomes the norm of thinking, then you think, okay, well, here's a problem we have, here's how you fix it. And what we've done is we've created a kind of a, a model that has created diseases. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there aren't diseases, but I'm saying we've actually started naming things. We've started right. giving these ideas sort of structure and belief, um, you know, cause at the end of the day, what is a disease, but a collection of signs and symptoms and lab tests and, you know, common, common commonality. It's not really a thing. It's like an mm-hmm. entity of itself. So, you know, when, when you start re- relating to symptoms and problems in people as this sort of entity, that's like jumped on you and now I'm carrying it around. 
um, then you want to start to say, well, what do I do to get rid of that? How do I stop that? You know? And I mean, a great example is like a, some, I mean, a simple example would be like a headache. You know, if you go, if someone comes in and they have a headache, you know, that's a symptom of something's going on. And that symptom could be as basic as, you know what, I didn't drink enough water and I had, you know, six beers the night before. Or right, Oof, that's a that's a good night. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. So now I have a headache. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Well, or it could be as serious as maybe there's like a tumor growing in your brain and mm. it's pressing on some nerves and now you're in pain, right? So, um, but anyway, the, but that's a symptom, right? That's right. the symptom of a headache. And so, you know, as <clears throat> instead of trying to say, well, why is it there? You know, what's going on? Why do we, why is the symptom present? What can we do to allow the body to ex express itself in a better balanced way and not, not just suppress it, you know? So if I go and just take an Advil, you know, for my headache, yeah, my headache's going to go away, but I'm not going to really get, um, and don't get me wrong, that can be helpful at times, but absolutely. Um, but if that's the mechanism that you're relying on over and over again, then you're having problems. So right. you know, that's really, I think, where we started. We the conversation just shifted drastically away from trying to understand what symptoms were trying to tell us about what was going on in the body, and into here's how you treat it, because. In pharmaceutical approaches and the model that we have today, for the, diseases essentially don't exist unless there's a treatment, mm. which is a really interesting thing to think about. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get to go down the rabbit hole on this. Well, <laughs> not now, tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I mean, okay, the one yeah. example I like to give about yeah. that, and, and many of the listeners might know this, is you know, there's a condition that we call fibromyalgia. Uh -huh. Fibromyalgia is a chronic, there's a lot of fatigue in it. There's a lot of pains. There's very, very specific locations of where the pain is on the body. Um, these different points, it's often very unexplained as far as like where it came from. Um, and for many years, I mean, many, many years, most doctors, if you would go to them and say, I feel terrible, they, they would run your labs. They would do all these things and nothing would come back really out of balance to say, yeah, there's, this is what's going on. And so they would, people would go through for years, the ringer trying to figure out why they feel so bad. Right. And they essentially get this diagnosis of fibromyalgia. And, but there were a lot of doctors at the time that didn't even believe it was, that was something to diagnose people with. They basically just gave people antidepressants and said, Oh, you're, you're depressed. Well, they're then, calling it like a psychosomatic kind of yeah, issue. Yeah, okay. well, and it was basically just like, you don't have anything serious that right. we can see, you know, you don't have, you know, cancer, you don't have, uh, whatever, you know, you mm -hmm. don't have that. We've done all the testing and, we, and you don't have those things again, here, here, the language that we use, right. Right. You don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you, you own it. Someone gave it to me and now I'm holding right. on to it. Yeah. Like what, you know, what does that mean? But that's the, the, <laughs> you know, that's the language that we use. Right. And so mm -hmm. anyway, fibromyalgia is diagnosed sometimes, sometimes not, but people are miserable. And then mm -hmm. I don't know when this happened, maybe 15 years ago, um, a medication came out. Um, I think originally, if my memory serves me right, was actually an antidepressant in the world of antidepressants but it started to really help people with um, this pattern of symptoms, fibromyalgia symptoms. 
And so now all of a sudden we have a drug that can treat fibromyalgia. And so now it becomes a thing. Mm. Now it's an actual like doctor. Oh yeah. It's fibromyalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You might have that. Let's test you for that. Oh, you know, and we see a drug commercial on TV, ask your doctor, the right one that morning, you know, for, um, you know, for the, because you might have this disease, you might have fibromyalgia. So ask your doctor about this drug. And so, right. you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a shift in kind of how we relate to symptoms, how we relate to the body and how we relate to treatment, because we've really conflated, you know, brought together this idea that medicine pharmaceutical is it, it well, for number one, it's only pharmaceuticals. And number two, that, uh, that's what healthcare is, right? right. So healthcare equals pharmaceuticals, healthcare equals this. And if you don't have a pharmaceutical, then that's not healthcare. And I'm like, and, and that's just never what was done in the world up until the early 1900s. I was going to say, when did, when did that shift? When do you think that shift happened? Because as far as Western medicine goes, like the development of, of you're saying pharmaceuticals, but even before that, I mean, do you consider a, like a vaccine? Is that, I mean, that's pharmaceutical, right? That you have a drug sure. company that's got to make that, right? Sure. When, when do you think, I mean, you're saying early 1900s. <laughs> so is it when they started developing vaccines using petroleum? Mm-hmm. Um, is that, is that like where there was like this shift towards, okay, now we're not, we're just, we're just going to, I don't know how you were to treat it, treat these conditions, right. these diseases with, with this vaccine or with this drug as opposed to what, you know, the naturopathic world was saying, we're digging for root causes to change the progress of what your body's doing, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying you have, you have this, you, you, you know, someone, something gave this to you and now let's give you this so you don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, do you think that was kind of like around the around that time is that when, when that really stuff was started to shift is that where like maybe naturopathic medicine and western medicine yeah. kind of really went different directions yeah i, I mean there's a huge rise of that sh- or a huge part of that shift happening right um at the turn of the century turn of the 1900s um you know the stuff around vaccines had been going on for trying to figure that out for well, much longer than that i mean that's yeah. you know if you really want to learn about that that's like the whole smallpox uh history and things like that measles and even before measles yeah so but i mean a lot of that was around the you know the turn of the century um but yeah i think there is you know rockefeller and carnegie and a lot of these you know barons of industry and had their fingers in a lot of different areas and realized that the medical model around developing from uh using petroleum and things would could potentially be beneficial. So yeah. the, narr- the narrative really shifted and there was actually a report that was done and I'm not going to get the date right. Cause I don't remember somewhere in the 1920s. Um, it's called the Flexner report. And it was a, re- it was a commission that was, co- uh, that was started by Andrew Carnegie. And it was, and I think, I think JP Morgan was involved as well. I can't remember probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that time they, Basically, the, he, uh, this guy named Abram Flexner, who was not a, even a really a medical person, um, was tasked with traveling around the country and looking at all the medical schools. Mm-hmm. And, at the ta- and at the time, there were 
a lot of different types of medical mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could put the chiropractic world into this. We can put the mm-hmm. oste- osteopathic world into this. We can put naturopaths, of course. Um, there are other ones too um, that m- most people people really wouldn't even know about. Like there was a whole like they called the eclectics. Um, of course, there's a lot of like Native American type stuff out there. Um, but anyway, they uh, he was tasked with evaluating the medical education and the standard that he was using to compare everything was Yale Medical School. And Yale had started to really go down the pharmaceutical and the surgical route for treatments of things. Mm-hmm. And so that led to this sort of grade, grading of all the different types of education and types of programs and types of essentially at the end of the day, medicine. Mm-hmm. So what was accepted at the time or what was given like the, the A, right? The A plus was the schools that were kind of the more Yale type model. And then the other ones were, you know, downgraded. And over time, after that report came out, you started to see funding shift dramatically away and just, or in, I should, shouldn't say away, but probably into, um, you know, the model that we see today, the, you know? the, the, the modern medical yeah. school. And again, mm-hmm. it, it, what was funny, it was so much of it was like going on together at the time. And I think there were pe- you know, I mean, it, it's wild when you go back and look at some of the pharmaceutical interventions that were being done up until this point, like, um, like mercury, Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you guys don't know, and obviously it's going to keep coming up on the video side, is Dr. Matt on Instagram. He posts a lot of these types of topics, even, even, yeah, Dr. You know, Matt going, Ready. Mm-hmm. Dr. Matt at Dr. Matt Ready. Um, but mm-hmm. follow because he's been doing some Mercury stuff recently, and it's been pretty fascinating to read this stuff. Yeah. And Ready is R E D D Y. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, Dr. Yeah. Matt Ready is the. R E A D Y is the uh, anti naturopathic doctor. It's the opposing side of Western medicine. Yeah. It's, my, some, it's some pharmaceutical my company. Evil twin. Your arch, yeah. arch enemy. Yeah. My arch enemy. That's funny. Well, yeah. It, mercury. So bring it back to Mercury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of the work I do, in, well, Mercury stuff is pretty interesting just as far as what it's doing to our health. But when we go back and look historically at how they use Mercury, it was actually a major treatment for syphilis. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was common. It was, it was just like, that. that's what you gave people. Huh. Um, and, you know, we kind of look at that now. We're like, what? Like the yeah. horribly toxic thing to give people. That was like the norm. But that would not have been what a naturopathic doctor would have done. That is not what any kind of chiropractic physician would have recommended. I mean, at Mm -hmm. the time, so it was very clearly a, again, a symptom treatment. I mean, I off the top of my head, I don't even know what the mechanism would be of mercury. Maybe it did get rid of lesions and some of the stuff with, you know, created a whole other issue um, for people. So, right. Right. And if you, and if you drank a bunch of bleach, you'd probably get rid of your cancer. It would kill you. I mean, technically (laughs) it's dead. I mean, but at the point, you know, again, is, you know, and I, you know, of course, medicine grows and learns and we all have, and we know we see these things that were toxic and now we understand it better. And, uh, but I, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really pro science around it. I'm pro understanding and asking questions and testing and finding out, you know, what works with this. And it's, 
the medical model that we have today and how it really pushes naturopathic medicine away often is they say, oh, it's not evidence-based, mm-hmm. which, is, which is not true at all. Right. Um, it's, it is, it is evidence-based. It's evidence-based in a lot of different ways. It's not evidence-based. Everything's not evidence-based in the way a pharmaceutical might be evidence-based, but I'd even argue that most pharmaceuticals aren't really evidence-based in the way that we want to think they are. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said for some of those things for sure. We're, we're sitting it. in the middle, in my opinion, we're sitting in the middle of that right now. I mean, there's, uh-huh. you know, the, the vaccine for COVID is, and there's what, four different drug companies now, right? Mm-hmm. AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. Moderna, yeah. J&J, and Pfizer, right? That's right. four. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. Four. Yes. I can, oh, I can count this morning too. <laughs> Look at me. Um, so, You've got four. You've got four drug companies that've been around a long time. Um, the the evidence on this is, um, I mean, there's there's they're not able to give you much right now. I mean, they're you know people are asking questions. How long is it going to be a one time deal? Am I going to is it going to be like the flu vaccine where it's once a year? Mm-hmm. Is it? They're telling you we don't know yet. You know we don't have evidence. Um, this right. is this is something new that we haven't seen before. Um, this is a drug we've pushed out very quickly to kind of combat what's happened over across the entire world in the last year mm-hmm. and a half. Um, so over time, they're going to develop statistics and evidence. Yeah. Um, but right now we're seeing that, you know, that, that claim is, is very much real for these guys too, for these drug companies. There's no evidence yet. We don't have enough time. Yeah. We have a little you know, bit of evidence. A little bit, yeah. In certain ways. You know, you know what I hope people get from listening from this, and I'm realizing I'd love to have Dr. Freddie on again so we can talk about this more, mm-hmm. um, is if you look at this logically, right? So because they're probably figuring out Dr. Freddie's a pretty smart guy. He's been <laughs> doing this for 20 years. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about, right? And we're not going to cover it in an hour, Right. right. But if you look at what we're saying, like logically, just take take your all your filters off for a second and think about what you're hearing. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to this this real simple idea is eating a banana healthy. Right. And if you can say, yes, eating a banana is widely understood is, is healthy, then just stay in that space. Right. And then slowly start to pull away from that statement. And you can kind of work it backwards and see, you know, not only understanding basic concepts of health, but also understanding on like how Dr. Reddy just went through kind of the history of Western medicine and, the, the, you know, the, this kind of birth of pharmaceuticals, typically around money, right? And Correct, it's yeah. around opportunity as mm-hmm. everything, everything that is. you see around you is, Right. Um, the computer is an opportunity. And once the opportunity was discovered, there was a chance to make money, mm-hmm. right? There's, and you can see how it will go, right? And if you also understand that people want to protect that opportunity, then you get this real calculated it's not mm-hmm. misinformation, but it's very selective information to keep you as a consumer. That's a you know, well it's, not, it. it's selective information. That's very well put. Yeah. It's selective mm-hmm. information. It's the same idea that every beer commercial you see <laughs> is associated with fun, right? right. It's, it's like, well, mm-hmm. then we're, we're at a barbecue. We drink. Why? <laughs> Why do you, it's, you understand it's literally poison, 
Yeah, show right? the next now, morning. Yeah. Show the next it's morning a, from yeah, that party. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> fun poison, but don't miscategorize what that is. Yeah. You're they've so well ingrained, yeah. you know, like alcohol consumption into events, into holidays, into mm-hmm. nice dinners and meeting your wife and Girls in bikinis, man. Imagine when you're relaxing (laughs) on the beach with the corona, and it's like, okay, I'm not saying those things, right? (laughs) Don't be a sucker, Shane. (laughs) Um, Got me. Yeah, but if you can just understand that, right? And it doesn't also mean that what has been created isn't potentially helpful. Humans are amazing, right? But there is a very, very stark difference between that's what it's supposed to be versus that's what can just be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, in my opinion, Dr. Reddy, where some people get this, like, naturopathic, like you use this whole, like, woohoo, right? It's it's they think, again, and they get sucked into this vortex of what medicine is or what health is. They say, Mm -hmm. well, I have a serious problem, and you're telling me to, like, have tea Mm -hmm. with honey. It's right. like, no, 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 that you might right. need something, yeah. but there is the difference between a, this collective health, right? Yeah. And this problem that you're having, right. and you have been brought in to think that if you don't have a symptom, then you're healthy, mm-hmm. right? That, so it's like, yeah. well, I, I only think of health as when I have a problem and what I think naturopathic medicine is, is saying all of it is on the table all the time, yeah. right? And not just when you're experiencing this symptom, mm-hmm. which means, you know, if symptom, then medicine, yeah. right? And then Absolutely. now I'm in healthcare. And it's like, I just wish people would understand this better. It's, yeah. well, I don't have irritable bowel syndrome. Well, it doesn't mean you have a good gut biome going on, right? right? Yeah. And you, yeah. And it's like, and it's like, well, I don't mind my watery shits every morning. <laughs> it's like, hold on a sec, man. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're not needing to get on medicine or something. You might want to address that, like understand mm-hmm. what good gut health is or something. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're seeing a lot of signs of like people kind of knocking on the door of wanting to come into this kind of idea of health. And they just still can't separate. I mean. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl at, you know, 98 years old. <laughs> and, you know, he has this, well, people say, oh, he has this really strict diet, strict diet. He's just not yeah. eating shit, man. Yeah, right. You know, and he takes it serious mm-hmm. and yeah. he's a living testament of good health. They don't make that connection. You yeah. Know? It's a great point. I mean, I, I, in, in naturopathic medicine, we have something called the therapeutic order and it's this pyramid of, interventions that like you said are on the table right when you're thinking about working with somebody and at the very bottom of the pyramid is literally the most basic simple stuff you can think of like get outside Mm -hmm. um, drink water um, eat fresh food you know connect to nature dig in the dirt um move your body, stuff like that. And then it moves up to other interventions that maybe more like strict, more dietary, you know, support different, you know, maybe that's where a certain diet comes in, you know, that might be beneficial for a period of time to heal, you know, above that might be some 
homeopathic medicine or some more really gentle kind of stimulus to the body to heal. And above that, you might have some herbs and some supplements. And at the very top of that is like the most invasive, the most dramatic approaches, right? And so that would be where you'd get maybe some of these really hardcore pharmaceuticals and you get the surgeries and these things. So again, mm-hmm. it's not so much that you, these things are bad per se, but I think what we've done is conflated that little piece at the top of the pyramid as medicine mm-hmm. and we make everything else. I don't know what we make it, right? We just sort of, we don't really, we don't think it's um, medicine or we don't think it's part of the healing process. And the, the point of the therapeutic order for a doctor is to say, I, you know, we, one of our, one of our tenants, our philosophical foundational building blocks is, um, you know, basically to, 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 to do no harm, right. Which every medical model says, right. Um, But what that means really at the end of the day is to try to use the least invasive thing first, right. Build from there. And then as needed, maybe you need more in-depth things. But Mm -hmm. the reality is if you do those other things, those high, 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 uh, cost, high energy, high, you know, potentially problematic, (laughs) toxic approaches that are, Mm -hmm. you know, aren't necessary. Right. They're necessary for the shortest period of time. Very short period of time. Yeah. And And they're not, and they're not hard to identify this. It's like when you see some, it's, it's like, I always say, just work it backwards. It's kind of like, if you look at something really invasive to the body, think heroin or methamphetamine, right? Mm-hmm. Taking some crazy drug. And then you see somebody who has been on methamphetamine for, let's call it a year, two years, three years. You can see what an invasive chemical does to the body. People yep. lose weight. They lose their teeth, their skin. They look like they're... 30 zombies. years older and it's, it's yeah. like the yeah. zombies and you're like, can you wrap your brain around that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then just work it backwards from there. If right. that is true, then you can understand how putting things that are invasive in your body affect the body. Right. And if you think about something that's more maybe common, which like think drinking um, alcohol and smoking, you know, and you see people who drink a lot and smoke a lot. And I think this is where people get themselves generally in trouble is with not not well, obviously with excessive drinking and smoking but i mean just theoretically uh, mm. it's those people don't want to stop drinking and they don't want to stop smoking but what there is available to them is options to be able to aesthetically fix the problem right mm. so it's I can go get facials and I can go, you know, get plastic surgery on the face to get rid of wrinkles and Botox and, um, you know, or, you know, my favorite is when someone says, I just can't seem to lose weight. And you realize it's like, you're putting in like a thousand additional calories of alcohol into (laughs) your body. Right. Uh, and it's like, well, that's not food though. But I'm not eating it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not eating. And I'm working out and I'm doing all these things. I don't get it. Skin looks like shit and I can't <laughs> seem to lose the weight around my gut. And it's like, I've always got a headache. Yeah. yeah. Try. Yeah. Try, and I, so I take medicine. There's always this, it's the idea of the fat pill. You know what I mean? That everyone's just been waiting for the fat pill to come out where you can eat whatever you want and right. then just take this pill to get rid of it. And I think that goes back in when you were talking about like the whole mechanism part of it. Yes. 
maybe there's a pill you can take and your fat will fall off, but it will hmm. kill your heart. Right. right. It's all one connection. Right. So we get into this like micro thinking of the problem that we identify with bad skin or additional mm -hmm. weight. Right. Or, um, you know, Roger Glass, a uh, good buddy of uh, really all of ours or everybody, we, or people we know, he had gout and suffered from gout and he was diabetic. Um, and then all of a sudden he started taking medicine for it and he didn't like it. And after about a year and a half of experimenting with diets and getting with nutritionists and stuff, he's got all of it under control through diet. I mean, all of it under control through diet. What he puts in his body now, he has, which is all healthy foods, right? Um, he's completely got his diabetes and his gout under control just by the food he's eating. And it's mm -hmm. not like he's out there not eating yummy food. He just understood yeah. what his specific body needed, right. and he looked to nature and said, okay, well, what is going to fuel my body, and what do I need to put in it that's causing – and he's completely dialed this in. He's uh, Awesome. Yeah, that's you know, and Yeah, and it works, I, but I just think that somewhere when people are listening to this, and I think there's a lot of people who want to say, well, listen, I'd like to go this route, but I just – I have real problems, man. And yeah, I can't just, and that's, I can't that's the just, thing. You know, and yep. it's like, dude, yeah. I'm not saying you may not need that stuff, but let's talk about how we got to the problem. Right. You know, right. and that seems to be the disconnect that I think people have. You don't have right. to be all naturopathic and no Western medicine. It's like it's not one or the other. It's not Republican or Democrat. Right. It's just your health, right? And like right. I think you going through that pyramid is really helpful for people. Yeah. It's well, you, yeah, you you think the tip is where we're at all yeah. the time and it's this whole base underneath it, you know? We at the beginning of the show we were talking about how technology has uh made things a lot easier in a lot of ways, but it's also creating problems and we're creating problems for ourselves. And I think especially with what's with this pandemic and, and this virus and all these things that are happening in the last year and a half. Um, I, Evan was kind of touching on it, but it's, we've created medicines that make it seem like it's easy to be healthy or to control your health or, or to build your health. And we talk mm -hmm. about in this show all the time of, of working hard and building businesses and building homes and building, you know, wealth and all these things we talk about with all these people that are entrepreneurs and, you know, Dr. Matt's no different in that realm. And what's been very, I think the, the thing that's kind of, I don't know if it's bothered me or, or opened my eyes more to this, the whole world of medicine in this country, I'll speak with this country because I think we're, we're worse off when it comes to, you know, these things we have, you know, some of the greatest practitioners in the world here. And I think the reason why is because we have some of the worst health. You know, you got to send the best people to combat the worst problems, right? That's kind of how everything works. You know, we talk about finding a problem, finding a solution. Well, if, if you're the best, you got to be here because we have the worst problems. And that's just my opinion. But numbers can speak to a lot of what I'm saying and what I'm seeing with as vaccines rolled out, right, to try and, you know, we're trying to get a hold of this. We can get back to normal. Everybody has to talk about it. get back to normal, all these things and the promotion like the way, because Evan talked about it as a business, the promotion behind these has been interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram what I did, but Mayor de Blasio has been promoting the vaccine, you know, incentivizing, I guess I can say, getting people out to get their vaccine. Um, and 
he's been doing that by offering things that are unhealthy. If you get the vaccine, we'll give you a free beer at all these different brew pubs in the city of New York, right? <laughs> he called it shot in a beer. All right. That was like promotion number one. And he's out there doing this. And I'm like, are you, this is, so I actually, which was funny as I actually commented on one of the posts and I said, Hey, if you're under 21, do you, do you get a, do you still get a beer? If you get a shot, like, how do we work this in, you know? And uh, that comment got deleted, which I thought was interesting. But then more recently he came out and he's with uh, Shake Shack and Shake Shack has partnered with him to give away a free burger and fries for anyone yeah. that presents their fully vaccinated card. As they walk into Shake Shack, you get a free burger. Right. And he's on TV and he's just shoving French fries in his mouth and he's eating his burger. It's like eight in the morning in New York. And he's even commenting, is this okay for breakfast? It's okay for breakfast, right? This whole, it was like, it was almost like it was from a movie. And so I did a parody of that because the whole thing behind this is, aren't we trying to like, we're protecting ourselves, right? We're trying to get healthier, to get back to normal. We're trying to make sure people don't get severely sick, right? Mm -hmm. And here we are with the mayor of New York shoving just garbage into his mouth saying, if you get this shot, you can eat this. And I'm thinking, one, you can eat this anyway. You can make that choice. I like a burger and fries. Right. But why aren't we talking about here's what we should be doing in line with what we're trying to, you know, cover and fix and get back to normal on? We're just telling people, go drink beer and eat fucking burgers. Right. And it's we, a very, we've yeah, missed, it's we've a, missed the connection here. Yeah. Like healthy is it, not this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very, it's this weird linear thinking where the outcome is more important important than what led you to the outcome, 100%. right? If yep. it's like, we just, we just want to get people shots. So hell or yeah. high water, how we give we people it? shots. And, and if everybody gets a shot, that outcome is fine. We don't care how we get there. Right. And it's right. like, it's, it's really a, a humanistic behavior and yeah. it well, represents a, itself yeah. everywhere. And it's yeah. a completely missed opportunity, you know, as a That's nation, what I'm saying. Yeah. as a, as a society, as a world, really in a lot mm -hmm. of ways to say, Hey, we're not very healthy right now. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we should look at that. And that's really the drum I've been banging this whole year. I mean, right at the beginning of this whole pandemic, um, probably beginning of May last year, there was a paper that was released um, showing and, and published in, you know, peer-reviewed paper, you know, article, really great article, where they basically looked at outcomes of the people that had the worst cases of COVID in the hospitals and they basically found that all, all of them, like virtually all of them had blood sugar dysregulation. Some of them were overtly diabetic, but a lot of them were not. They were just pre-diabetic or, um, and so that we knew right away that one of the most significant risk factors to having a severe outcome was to have bad health. That yeah. Basically, they call it metabolic disease, which is essentially... <laughs> really poor blood sugar control, really mm -hmm. poor, uh, muscle mass, um, probably a fatty liver. I mean, all kinds of components to this, right? right. And, this makes me really concerned why I got so sick, <laughs> but you, but, you know, but, 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 but Evan, you've worked with Matt over the years on different things mm -hmm. you, you know, you've been struggling with. And it's mm -hmm. the thing with health is it's not just about, you know, certain people, just their bodies are, are not working properly to begin with. There's just yeah. certain mm -hmm. things we sure. all deal with. We've all, been mm. sick right and, we've all this, contracted something exactly. we all react mm -hmm. to the same virus 
whatever it is differently. You know, I, some, for some reason, this is a bacteria, but I would always get strep as Sage was in his first four years of life. He would get strep and he would give it to me like that. Nobody else got it, but I would get it. And it wrecked me every time. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, that's a bacteria, but it's, it's the same kind of concept. My body just wasn't able to be like, yo, I got this. It was like, boom, boom, boom for like a week. Um, other weak spot for you. Yeah. yeah, It was a weak Mm -hmm. spot. And and Mm -hmm. it's not to say that I'm not ever going to say I'm the epitome of health. I do my best. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can, but there's different categories of what healthy is too. And, and working with a naturopath is like Evan knows is, is finding holes in the system Mm -hmm. and, and making them stronger, building it back up. Like, you listen, we can work on these things because here's what you need to do. It's not what Shane needs to do. It's what Evan needs to do. Everyone's different. And that's where we miss. And that's why there, and that's why there needs to be a doctor ready to help you find the holes and, 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 and fill them up. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's just so logical. I think the other reason why people that sounded, he finds the holes and fills them up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You're good. Well, this can I, can I just, podcast so fun. can I, can I do <laughs> yeah. it? I want to say it so bad. Yeah. Um, no, no, don't, please don't. Um, Mute. no, but it's, um, I think the other reason people seem to shy away from it or, or just don't give it the kind of credit credibility or validity or whatever you want to call it. Right. Is because I think also people say, well, I like those things mm. that you say yeah. that I can't have. And again, it goes back to this right. one it's about balance. It's not that complicated. And I think that's the thing is we've made medicine and health so complicated Mm -hmm. that it's like anybody who spends any bit of time going through and just trying to understand basic health, you don't have to go to school for eight years and then go do a residency to have this. Listen, you should be able to go online and make yourself a doctorologist <laughs> if, if you're honest about it. Right. Which, you know, this is what I consider myself a doctorologist. Um, no, that's not a thing, guys, by the way. Um, but it's like, just go and just look at it objectively mm. and look at it honestly and, and say, I'm not going to try to sway my opinion by what I've been told, because what I'm being told is is very well crafted because there's lots of money in it and there's lots of things and it's okay. I'm fine with pharmaceutical companies making money. Um, if they didn't be hard pressed to find good Western medicine that sometimes like Matt said at the tip of the iceberg is necessary, but it's like, but it just, you, if you just look at it logically, you can understand everything around you yeah. is, is a part of what you're, you're experiencing. And you are a part of it. Like Dr. Reddy was saying, but you know, you are the tree, you are the wolf, you are these things. And it's, right. I just think people think like, Oh, well not us. And it's like, no, yes, that's us. And, mm-hmm. and if, and it's like, well, my environment's not that important. Okay. Well then take out your radon mitigation unit in your house <laughs> and tell me that that's not, you're not a part of the environment, right. you know? Um, yeah, go ahead and sleep outside in the rain yeah. um, on a on a forty five degree night, and tell me how it goes. You can tell right. me you're not a part of the environment. You are a part of the environment. You know, uh, try to go climb Mount Everest without oxygen. Tell me how that goes for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a part of the environment, and it's and it's like Evan, you're making that too simple. It's like it is simple. Yeah, it's, it's more it's simple really than compli- you think. Yeah, it's we really complicated. complicated. Yeah. yeah, but it is simple. Yeah. Um, but it does require 
specialism, and I know that's a tricky word. Um, not, it's not that Dr. Reddy is a specialist. He's actually almost the opposite. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good would point, you say yeah. that's fair? You know, yeah. not, I would, but, I would say it's but, fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the role that naturopaths can have in this whole conversation is just being a a huge resource and educational platform for people to learn about their bodies. I mean, I have patients that I've worked with for, you know, 10 or more years that I see them occasionally because they, I've taught them what to do. Right. They know what to do. And sometimes they'll reach out to me and be like, this is what's going on. This is what I've already done. And I'm like, come. And I'm like, wow, that's about, 10 of the things I would probably recommend. All right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, so I, but, but, but what's new different for me or than them is I actually am up on what's been going on. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, here's some other things that are going that we could try, we could use, you know, so I'm like a resource in that sense and, and an educator. Um, so that, because really, I mean, and, you know, Shane and I talk about this all the time, um, is, you know, your health is really your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like it's no one else's responsibility. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, we, of course, you know, we can support each other and we can do things that are smart as a group of people together. I'm not, that's all true, but really at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. Right. And you need to, you know, do the things that you, you know, help you feel the best and help you live the life you want to live and, you know, have the energy you need to do. And, you know, no one's going to do it for you. No, right. one's, there's not going to be a, a doctor. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be a, anybody. It's not going to be a government. It's not going to be a pharmaceutical or it's not going to be an herb or even a, you know, nothing, not anything else out there that to, to do it for you. Um, so yeah. that's really my, let me I've ask you this, learned this whole year. People need to take their responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, as we're coming up to the um, to the butt end of this, I, yeah. I want to do some rapid fire questions with you real quick. Yeah, that I think might seem not well, sophomoric to you, but I think is good for listeners. What is the difference between homeopathic medicine and naturopathic medicine? Yeah, great question. Homeopathic medicine is another type of medicine using um, what are homeopathic um, preparations of medications. So it's naturopathic doctors actually are trained pretty extensively in using homeopathic, uh, remedies. Um, but there are other practitioners and people out there that also use those remedies. And so it's kind of, uh, you can be a homeopathic practitioner and be a medical doctor. You could be a homeopathic practitioner and be a lay person just who loves these remedies and wants to learn them. So, um, yeah, it's a little more, so you would almost, to, yeah, yeah. It's a little so more complicated to go into what those medications are. That's a yeah, no, longer sure. conversation, but, but um, maybe a good way to sum it up would be that a homeopathic is more of, and this is not going to be right. So don't throw me into the coals, break me over the coals in this, but it's more of like the treatment idea of naturopathic kind of, it's, it's saying it's a modality. these are natural, Okay. It's a modality that's used in naturopathic medicine. One of, one of many. Got it. And there are doctors, there are naturopathic doctors that really, really specialize in that. Like that's the main Mm -hmm. thing that they use. Um, Mm -hmm. There's others that don't, I'd say I'm kind of in the middle of the road on it. I do use them, but it's not like my. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
does naturopathic doctors go to medical school? Uh, we go to naturopathic medical school, which is a four-year postgraduate program. Um, first couple of years. So you were pre-med and then yeah, went yeah, I to a, naturopathic I have a biology school. degree. Um, so I got all my prereqs in mm-hmm. like pretty much any naturopathic or medical professional would, you know, organic chemistry, physiology, anatomy, biochemistry, gotcha. all that stuff. And then yeah. you know, naturopathic uh, program, the first couple of years are pretty steeped in all the sciences, diagnostic work, um, physiology, pathology, <laughs> things like that. And then um, we, yeah, work to, uh, but then we learn more of the modalities of naturopathic medicine, you know, the homeopathic approaches the herbal approaches nutritional i mean like our nutrition program part of it is like extensive hours of nutrition understanding compared to a traditional medical doctor i think it's maybe like 15 or 20 hours in a whole program Mm. Uh, i don't remember what ours is like you can find it somewhere but it's you know hundreds hundreds of hours uh, Mm -hmm. in nutrition so um so yeah, I mean, it's is it medical school? Yes. Is it exactly the same? No. But no. Um, does insurance, uh, if you want to go to a naturopathic doctor, how is insurance companies mm-hmm. generally view right. naturopathic medicine? It's a. It depends on where you are in the country. Uh, different states have different laws cover like what naturopathic med- doctors can do um, mm-hmm. as far as scope of the of the practice and then mm-hmm. with that also is part of insurance uh coverage um colorado does not have any coverage for naturopathic doctors to be honest with you and this is a whole other conversation that could be <laughs> had um yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's a part of the really broken system that we have mm-hmm. that and we've conflated healthcare with insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about, ins- you know, healthcare reform, all that's really about is insurance. It's nothing right. to do with it's health not the healthcare. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I've run a cash practice for 19 years, right? So um, people do pay out of pocket, but, but it's an investment at the front end and then the, I mean, we know that the insurance company prices are only going to keep going up. Um, so like I said, we could talk forever about this. It's actually, yeah, right. that, it's actually an interesting question because there are naturopathic doctors that really want insurance coverage. I mean, you definitely get busier when you have insurance coverage because people can find you through their insurance companies. Through their network. Sure. Yeah. Things, but you're also getting reimbursed and, and you know, pennies on the dollar for what you're doing and i i just it's it's such a racket anyway yeah we don't need we'll, we'll do that in part two we'll get yeah. dr matt back on here and we can we can talk yeah. through all those those webs yeah yeah i think we should get you back on here because this might seem like we're we're breaking a little bit from the built by bailey's kind of model where we talk about either the construction industry real estate investments or or building businesses but to me this is actually well one I find this stuff. I mean, I'm obsessed with this kind of stuff. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but I, but in the story of medicine, in the story of health, is is the same concepts that seem to that we see in business, and a lot of it is business related on how we yeah. got here, and so the history of all of this, and and how we treat it now, and 
I said, it, it, it really is a microcosm, actually it's a macrocosm of all of the things that we understand on, on how things are and how mm-hmm. things can be fixed and finding problems and solutions. And it's just a perfect example but, uh, of that concept. But it also is, you know, if you're, if you're, listen, there are people that we've had on this podcast and there are people that have been on this podcast, including us, that we follow where we talk about mental health, we talk about the ability to be able to, you know, the person who works the hardest and all of, you know, right. gets, you know, gets, it's like, yeah, you got to make sure that the one thing that drives all of that, all of your opportunity, the one thing that drives all of the creativity is literally you. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're the product, yeah. right? And if yeah. your product is broken and you are tired, you are exhausted, you are sick, you are exposing yourself to things. I mean, medical expenses can be debilitating right. to, uh, to an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, when you're, when you're cutting at the knife's edge, uh, financially and the money that you have and what you reinvest. And if you're dumping that into poor health and the outcome of that, um, it's all very well connected. And if you're going to take a crack at a lot of things, the first thing you need to look at is the one thing that you have absolute control of, which is your health. Um, And you should start with the one thing that you can control and make sure that it's dialed in. There are so many famous people that say, well, you know, I, I I can't, Shane, who was it? Who was the one that gets up at like four 30 in the morning and like does the gym first, the undercover contractor. Yeah. 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 And it's like, he's got this where he can get healthy and get right. And when you look at him, you're like, oh, that guy's a handsome, healthy looking fella. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's got the energy to be able to go do those things. Right. And people are unhealthy. Um, right. It's like, I couldn't imagine getting up at four thirty. and what an advantage to him that gets the right amount of sleep and takes care of his body. He gets 30% Absolutely. more time. Yeah be able to end with the focus and the brain power to be able to yeah. outsmart you outclass you i mean i think it's just such a it's such a missed opportunity for an entrepreneur or for someone who has a lot of ambition to not look at the one thing that is wholly his or hers which is right. his body and their mind and and to invest in that and really to me naturopathic medicine is what we're talking about it's an investment into your health instead of waiting until the investment breaks down and if you're going to preach about investing and and making all the things and you're not investing in your own body it just seems to be a part of that broken cycle that just really represents itself and it's i think it's important for people to in my opinion understand that your health is your investment into everything outside of your physical body yeah. And you got to start with that before you start with anything else. Yeah. That's well, no, that's, that's well said for sure. And I know Dr. Matt that he's Mr. Busy. He's that we're up against yep. the clock here, but um, yep. tell us we'll have you back on for sure. Cause I agree with Evan. There's, there's, there's so many relationships that can be, you know, we put together with, with the podcast. Um, but for everybody, you know, listening in and watching on, on YouTube, uh, give them, give them your deets, give them where they can find you the whole deal. And uh, we'll connect too. Yeah. Um, best way. I mean, Instagram's great. 
um, Dr. Matt, you know, at Dr. Matt Reddy. Um, my website is drmattready.com. Um, that's probably the simplest ways to get a hold of me. I yep. do have a, I do have a YouTube channel. Haven't done a ton on it in a while. There's um, some good stuff on there though. There's a, there's a few yeah. things that are pretty good the, on there. Really yeah. good things. Yeah. yeah. To, go check them out build on YouTube. That a little bit. Yeah. And that's at Dr. Matt Reddy. You can find me there. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I would, I just would, thanks guys for having me on and no, I would just absolutely. say like, um, you know, end with like one or two things people could do just right away to get healthier. You know, maybe that's a, something, it's just something I've been thinking mm-hmm. about personally and doing. And, uh, I mean, the, honestly get outside in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, simple, but you'd be amazed at how few people do that at, yep. a, at an, in a, uh, and there's so many health benefits to it, um, from hormones to immune system to mental clarity. Um, you know, it's, I, I think the more we can connect to that, the better you, you will feel better doing it. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I'd say if you can give up, if you, you know, I'm not, I don't want people to like to feel like all doctor, you know, naturopathic doctors are about giving things up in life. Mm-hmm. Like I want people, but if you had to give up one thing, stop soda, stop yeah. high, high fructose corn syrup, and you will see benefits across so many aspects of your health. Yeah. So get outside and quit drinking soda. Um, and then from there, everybody probably needs some different stuff, but yeah. Uh, Start with those things for sure. Make sure you do. And we'll get Dr. Matt back on. We'll check in yeah. with everybody. Yeah. But yeah, those Everyone's are holding on on bated breath. Oh, is it going to make me get, Oh, it's just soda. Just soda. Oh, I can I do, I think I can do that. I can do that. Give yeah. up Netflix. No! <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Reddy, yeah. thank you, man. We're totally yeah. going to have you on again. And Absolutely. thank you personally um, for helping me out. Yeah, um, you bet, man. Twice. Yeah, man. And twice you've helped me out a ton when all cool. of a sudden I felt like I was running out of options. And so, man, I super appreciate you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me on, guys. It's been fun. Yeah, appreciate it, man. All it's right, been guys. great. I'm glad we got to do it. Uh, if you guys on the way out wouldn't mind, find that thumbs up. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, if you're on the audio version, thank you for listening. You can do the same. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, We're having these pump out all the time, so you don't want to miss the latest. Um, Until next time, guys, appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Matt, once again. Evan, always a pleasure. Yep. We'll uh, check in with you guys guys next time. Yeah. Later. Peace. Thanks, guys.